This week's episode is brought to you by The Polar Room. Chirotherapy is the newest trend towards achieving optimal health and beauty. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello, Left of Field listeners. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm going to be sitting down and chatting with Lockie Gilmore. Lockie Gilmore is a professional sailor. He has traveled to some of the most amazing locations around the world, Italy, Germany, New Zealand, sailing the seas and winning competitions with his brother and very famous sailing family. Great to sit down with him and chat about his sport and learn a bit about what he's doing now. COVID has really knocked him around, but it was a great chat. So let's dive straight into it and I hope you enjoy. Lucky Gilmore, welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? Yeah, great. Thank you, Danny, and thanks for having me on the on the show. Great to be here. Yeah, no worries. I'm excited to get into it. For our listeners, they might not know your name. Could you maybe give us a little rundown? Who is Lucky? I'm Lucky Gilmore. Basically, I've been brought up in a sailing family. My dad was a professional yachtsman and Basically, yeah, my two older brothers were in the sport and got into the sport that way and then, yeah, just continued the, I guess, the pathway of wanting to go to the Olympics and ended up sailing, travelling to venues around the world, doing what I wanted to do and what I loved and competing against the best in the world. Yeah, let's touch on that. Your dad was a big sailor. He's quite well known in the industry. What was it like growing up with a, you know, a dad that was sailing? Were you guys always out on the boat? Did your passion start from a very early age or was there pressure for you to follow in your father's footsteps and continue that sailing tradition? Well, yeah, when I was younger, he or well, he probably retired from a professional career at, or in my late schooling years and so I grew up watching him on TV but it was often um, you know broadcast on a live stream or whatever so I grew up watching him compete around the world and on the pro circuit doing the match racing and it was quite cool obviously I did the match racing for a few years after I finished school and it was good you know sitting around the dinner table talking to my two older brothers and and my dad obviously who had years and years under his belt of doing the exactly the same thing so yeah it was obviously a big step forward relative to my peers having that experience and you know for him to share all of that towards me and even my crew members at the time was pretty advantageous yeah so let's break it down for everyone what's involved with being a professional sailor what kind of boat do you race what are the distances where do you compete can you give us a bit of a rundown into the industry that you find yourself in yeah exactly well it's a pretty confusing sport there's a lot of different avenues you can go through there's what we call it a youth which transitions into an olympic pathway and so obviously you have the goal of going to the Olympics and which is seen as the pinnacle for most people in the, in the industry, which also has, you know, a number of different classes which you can sail. You can sail on your own. You can sail with two people from the same gender or a mixed combination 
or you can go down the match racing path, which is typically a team of people, three, four, five, sometimes even six people on a, on a team, and you're basically one boat against another boat in a sort of relatively shorter race, normally anything from 15 to 25 minutes in length. And basically each event you'll sail in a different class of boats. So you'll never be a specialist at, at all the classes of boats, but eventual goal is that you essentially are a, a specialist in all those classes. Obviously, you might go to an event in Germany which has, a, say, a 45-foot boat and then an event over east in Australia and they might be sailing on a you know, seven-metre boat, which is obviously a lot smaller and has different attributes to the style of sailing. And, the, yeah, you've just got to adapt your skills, meet the different types of boats. and Yeah. must make it quite difficult to train because you're never on the same side of a boat, never with the same, you know, equipment. How do you train then? Yeah, well, in Perth particularly, we, we're quite lucky. We've got obviously great sailing conditions and not only the conditions, but we've got great sailing people and assets that we can really tap into and leech from them to improve our sailing skills and basically take from their experiences to leapfrog our own sailing. But yeah, basically you just have in Perth specifically, we only have, or well, there's a few types of match racing boats you can jump on, but basically the more you can sail on different classes of boats and sail with different owners, whether you're on the river or on the ocean, that's normally the best way to advance your skills. Yeah, so you've mentioned you've got to travel to Germany and over east. Where's been your favourite place so far in your career to sail? Oh, that, it's a really good question because wherever you go, you enjoy different aspects of the location or the conditions. But I've really enjoyed going to Palma, Mallorca. It's an island off the coast of Spain. It's really good sailing, but it's also, you know, your downtime is quite good cycling, which the sailors often like getting into as a, as a hobby. And also Italy, there's a lot of great sailing venues on the Italian coast, on the Med. It's quite often light winds, but it's, yeah, great hospitalities and often a great venue down there. You mentioned Italy, which you have actually won a few competitions there. Sat on a 49er in Genoa and won. And that was kind of when you joined forces, you mentioned with one of your brothers, David. What's it been like sailing with David and how was that getting to celebrate that win with your brother in an amazing country like Italy? My elder brother and I sort of joined forces. We both were sailing on separate boats with two different people and those sort of combinations came to an end and we had the opportunity to sail with each other, which was good for me because, you know, I wanted the best chance of going to the Olympics and he obviously needed someone to jump in and or on the front of the boat for him and crew for him. But the only downside was I'd never crewed on a 49er before. So I, I had no idea what I was doing and just jumped in all guns blazing. And within 12 months, we'd won a World Cup, which is a pretty big achievement for us. And we were pretty stoked at the time. But obviously, you know, we, we just had to keep pushing and 
that wasn't the eventual goal. The, the goal was to qualify to the, the Olympics. Winning the regatta in Genoa was pretty special. But yeah, like I said, we just had to think about the end goal and learn from our mistakes, obviously, and keep moving forward. Yeah, you mentioned that end goal going to the Olympics. Can you update us? What's going on right now with your sailing and how are you tracking? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Since winning that event in Genoa, we continued our path to go to the Olympics and unfortunately lost the selection spot at the start of 2020. There was a two world championships back to back. But yeah, we're unfortunate to miss out on that selection. And we've both since, or call it a day for the time being, and I'm now on our family farm working on our Wagyu beef farm, just working down here and obviously there's not a whole lot of travel going on during COVID so yeah I'm just filling the time and doing a little bit of sailing here and there up in Perth but yeah there's not too much going on so I'm just sort of keeping my skills relevant but also using the time to earn a living. Yeah how difficult has COVID been on the sport of sailing because obviously you mentioned you're stuck in Perth if you go work on a farm how difficult has it been for the industry? Yeah, I think a lot of people that are continuing with the sport, it's obviously been tough because it's not an essential industry. So sport basically comes last in terms of going to events and especially traveling overseas. It's almost impossible this day and age. But the people that are continuing and still trying to campaign for 2024 Olympics, they're, you know, they're just having to adapt to the game and do more domestic training and obviously now we've got the New Zealand Australia travel bubble so I suppose they're going to have to travel down there and sail against the Kiwis or vice versa and bring the Kiwis over here but yeah I think athletes are the the best for adapting to different situations and there's no doubt that us as Australians will be able to come out on top thrive from this sort of scenario. You mentioned adapting. Obviously, you had a goal to get to the Olympics, and I'm really sorry that you won't get to this one or maybe the next Olympics. How hard was that to come to terms with, and what did you have to say to yourself, and what did you have to prioritise to move forward? Yeah, it was obviously a tough one to swallow at the time. There was another pair of brothers, the Phillips brothers, that actually earned the spot, and so good, good for them. But The hardest thing about it is all the sacrifices that you've made over the years. Obviously, like I'd only campaigning in the 49er for five years, but my elder brother has been doing it for a lot longer than I have. So I can understand, yeah, the sacrifices that not only us have made, but our coaches and and other people that have supported us along the way. It's it's quite challenging to know. It's not gone to waste, but you haven't reached your goal of going to the games but I think the lessons that you learn along the way are far more beneficial obviously don't get me wrong going to the Olympics is probably quite a special experience but it's the journey that really makes you as a person I believe are you looking for a new way to boost your overall health fitness and wellness why not give chirotherapy a go Basically, it's a cool room you stand in in freezing temperatures for about three minutes and afterwards you feel amazing. Honestly, your muscles, your skin and your overall health feels great. 
great. There are massive benefits to this type of therapy. And the Polar Room are offering all you listeners 20% off your first session. So why not go in and give this trend a go and see what you think for yourself? Yeah, so out of that journey, what is a lesson that you have learned? What is something that you're going to take away from that whole experience? It's a good question to put me on the spot. What about the relationship it's left you with your brother? Yeah, my older brother, he's six years older than me. So we we grew up in the same household, but I wasn't at school with him. So I didn't really, I guess we weren't that close growing up, but obviously I could leech off him and and learn what he's learnt in from an older age. And we sort of, we were travelling around a few years before we teamed up as a team on the 49er and like driving around Europe together and staying in the same house. We obviously had quite a close relationship and with our coach, Ewan McNichol, we were able to advance quite quickly when we teamed up together. Winning a World Cup is quite, quite a good achievement at the same time. Yeah, it's something that you get to share together and have, you know, for the rest of your life. I wonder with sailing, obviously you have a passion for boats and the water. What would be your dream boat to own? Do you own a boat? Is it an expensive sport that you have to, you know, do you have to start off buying a few boats or is it maybe one day your dream to own one? Yeah, that's a, it's a good topic to talk about. In the dinghy sort of division, you grow up and your parents buy you an Optimus or a little dinghy where you sail on your own and then typically you transition into a two-person boat and you might split that expense with the person that you sail with and then all of a sudden you graduate from the youth class and now you're an adult and well my parents basically told me to buy my own boat and if you wanted to continue the dream and so my mate Ryan and I, we teamed up in the 49er and we split the cost on a boat in Perth and just got out sailing because that's what we wanted to do and by no means a cheap sport to get into. And yeah, like I said, there was obviously sacrifices that we had to make along the way and mostly financial sacrifices and with the support of our yacht clubs and our sponsors and friends, we were able to travel to Europe and owning a yacht to answer your question, owning a yacht is obviously an, another step ahead. Like it's seriously expensive to own a yacht and more so a race yacht. I, at the moment, don't really want to own a yacht. I'm happy sailing on other people's boats or sailing up my, on my own dinghy. But yeah, that's sort of where the sport's at. What do you see yourself retiring, living on a boat? What would it be like to be? Oh, not particularly. I mean, yeah, sure, it's nice to own own a yacht but when you're doing it your whole life you sort of want to step away from being on the water at times and had enough um, of the sea life mate, yeah pretty much like being on the water full time would be a lot to take on I think <laughs> very true so what is the future for you for sailing where are we expecting to see you next yeah well I'm sort of just in a standby period at the moment with all this COVID hanging around basically the last sort of what is it now, 13, 14 months, I've just been in West Australia. I've been in Albany, five hours south of Perth, working on our farm. But I've been trying to stay in touch with basically the Perth sailing scene and I've been getting out on an offshore boat sailing. Last week we sailed up to Exmouth from Fremantle, so that was a pretty good adventure. And yet yeah, a number of other races 
mostly in Perth, but um, the Sydney to Hobart is not off the cards at the moment. There's a boat over there that have been wanting to sail on since March last year and haven't been able to get over there due to the you know lockdowns or whatever it might be. But yeah, I think us as sport, we still have to just be adaptable and play each day as it comes and and see what pans out. Yeah, well, that could be exciting. That would be a really good race to be a part of. So you mentioned that you're working on your family farm down in Albany. So away from the life of sailing, who is Lockie and what else do you like to get up to? I mentioned before I, I used to do a fair bit of cycling and that was sort of a good good way to wind down after a day of sailing or before to warm up or whatever. I enjoy my kite surfing. I used to do a lot of windsurfing back in the day. But yeah, that's pretty much me. No, it sounds fun. Sounds like you like to keep busy. So is your future now going to be working on the farm, do you think? I actually don't know. It's a hard one to call at this moment, but it is a family farm. So eventually we're going to have to take it on from our parents and, and their siblings. But yeah, it's a pretty successful business at the moment. And you know, we're just getting started cranking things up as we speak, but I could end up down that path or back in the sailing scene. It's Who knows at the moment. <laughs> All very exciting. So then, even during these times, uncertain times or, you know, times when you're out sailing, what is a motto you like to live life by? I believe that the experiences you gain from doing various things, I think, is the most valuable asset you can have and and especially in a sailing standpoint you can like I spoke about previously you can sail on all these different classes of boats and gain different skills here and there and swap around your roles be a you know a helmsman from a bowman to a sail trimmer and gain the knowledge along the way and I think from a sailing point of view I think that's you know, the experiences you gain by doing that is really beneficial. And, you know, that's something that I like to live by is, you know, just keep trying different things and that gain the experience that way. No, that's great. I mean, experience is a new opportunity to learn and you always, you always get better when you're continuing to learn. So, Thank you so much for giving us an insight into the world of sailing. I don't, yeah, I didn't know that much. So it was great and to hear about it. And I wish you all the luck in the future. And hopefully we see you back out on the waters very, very soon. Thanks, Lockie, and have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Danny. It's great to chat to you. Another episode done and dusted of the Left of Field podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you loved that chat with Lockie. Um, I thought it was a really different one. Hadn't talked about sailing before, so it's great to learn about it. If you've got a sport that you want me to dive into the world of and chat to an athlete, why not send me a message and let me know? You can find me at Left of Field on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I even have a website, leftoffieldpodcast.com.au, which you can reach out to me. Like always, like and subscribe and tell your mates so we can make this podcast as big as possible. Catch you next week.